0: Welcome to the On Becoming Educated podcast where I, Pa Vu, will share my experience as a first-generation PhD student. Before we get to today's show, I have some news. This podcast has reached almost 1,500 downloads, so I want to thank you all for that, for listening in from wherever you're listening in. My biggest hope is that it has been helpful to you in some small way. When I first got the idea for this podcast, I didn't really know what direction I would take it or what direction it would take me. I only knew that I wanted to document my journey so that others can use it as a guide if they're also going on the same journey. A part of me, though, knew that I would eventually start doing a portion of this podcast in Hmong. I guess I just felt that I wouldn't be true to myself and to my work if I only did it all in English. So, time permitting, I will try to record some episodes in Hmong. All episodes will still be in English, but sometimes I will release an extra episode on the same topic in Hmong. I feel that this will give me a chance to continue to practice my Hmong. It will be true to my desire to preserve the Hmong language. And I also hope that you'll enjoy listening to the Hmong language, too. Although I'm not the Hmong speaker that I wish I could be, I love this language. I love the complexity of it and the beauty of it and I really hope to share it with you in whatever capacity I can. And now on to today's show. It was my third week in Berkeley and I had been mostly keeping to the room in the house that I'm renting. I had walked campus many times, explored the neighborhood until the rainbow drawing taped onto the window of the third house over was as familiar to me as if I had done that drawing myself. Blue, yellow, green, orange, and purple. Puffy white clouds on either end. I had explored enough to know that the donut shop around the corner gets super busy around 7.30, but not too busy after 8.00, to know that if I wanted to avoid groups of undergrads, it's best to go jogging in the morning, not in the evening, and that if I just walked south a few blocks, I'd reach Oakland, where apparently all the good food is. I was learning a lot about the area where I was living, but I felt pressure in my chest, like the air was too thick, like I had been holding my breath in for too long. And I knew it was because I was starting to feel as if the world was closing in, as if school and COVID and politics were all wrapping themselves around me and suffocating me, sealing me in some weird, invisible, human-sized cocoon. That weekend, my third weekend in Berkeley, I woke up early on a sunny Saturday morning and after a light breakfast and a jasmine green tea, I grabbed my mask, got in my car and drove into the city, following a path I had traveled many times before, but never alone until now. As I approached the Bay Bridge, My heart began to race, not a nervous race, no, an excited race, a happy race. My heart was like a child seeing a playground for the first time, a dog sticking his face out the window of a moving car, a flower opening up to the sun after a cold night. The edges of my mouth pulled back into a smile that I could hardly contain. A smile I didn't want to contain. And I felt the familiar warmth of tears in my eyes. I know it all sounds really dramatic, but this really happened. I didn't know how much I had needed to get out to do normal things. To see the life continued beyond me, beyond my room, and my house, and my neighborhood. I didn't realize how much I needed to know that things were going to be alright. Not to be told that things were going to be alright, but to know. And to know I had to go out there. I spent all morning and the early part of the afternoon walking around Golden Gate Park, finding blissful silence in the Japanese tea garden and peace on the top of a hill in the San Francisco Botanical Garden. As I watched the leaves on an old eucalyptus flutter in the wind, I felt an inner calm I hadn't felt in a long time. And along with that calm, a certainty in myself and in my place in the world. I have four windows in the room I'm renting in Berkeley. The following Monday, I found myself staring out the windows. Something inside me wanted to pour out. Some desire to make material this feeling of being here and now. Of being alive and being who I am and where I am. I pulled out a notebook and started to write a gratitude list. I wrote my body. I'm grateful for its ability to withstand the things it did in the last two years. Thank you, body. Time. I'm grateful to be able to count the minutes of the hours of the day. Even though I sometimes feel as if I've run out of time, the truth is I haven't. Thank you, time. Opportunities. I'm grateful to have the opportunity to read Karl Marx and to do statistical analysis. Thank you, opportunities. And when it was all poured out, I sat in my chair at my desk feeling relieved. I breathed easily. No pressure in my chest. That was the start of my 30-day gratitude challenge. Each morning, I'd wake up, go for a walk, or run, or both, and get my tea and breakfast, and sit down to write three things I was grateful for. I just finished this challenge this morning, and it has been an amazing journey. Sometimes the entries were long. I had more than three things to be thankful for on those days sometimes they were short to the point and quick as if I was in a rush and maybe I was maybe I was writing my gratitude list right before class eight days into the challenge I wrote experience I'm grateful for the experience that has made me a kinder wiser person Courage. I'm grateful for the courage to make the leap and the courage to climb back up when the water isn't what I thought it would be. Words. I'm grateful for the words that can communicate the feelings running through my body. On day 16, I wrote, Mornings. I'm grateful for mornings, when the sun is just peeking in the eastern sky, splashing golden warmth on the top of the trees, turning leaves nearly translucent. Softness. I'm grateful for how soft things are in the morning, how everyone is only half awake, A part of them still lost to the other world we all go to at night. How the day is still empty and open and young. Patterns. I'm grateful for patterns, for the zigzags and circles and waves that I see in the trees, for the natural reminder that life is in many ways a pattern. This morning, the last day of this wonderful challenge, I wrote, Kind doctors, I'm grateful for kind doctors who don't downplay your worries, who listen and validate and make action-oriented plans. Laughter, I'm grateful for laughter, for being someone for whom laughter comes easily. For laughing and happiness just as ardently as I laugh in moments of awkwardness and confusion. Tea. I'm grateful for hot tea on this cold day. For something warm to hold on to. For something healing to hug my tummy as it washes away worry and stress. This gratitude challenge was often just 15, sometimes 20 minutes of me sitting, thinking, waiting. Sometimes I watched the garbage truck drive by outside. Sometimes I marveled at the way the sun hit the roof of the house across the street. Sometimes I just remembered how small I was compared to everything. In these moments, I forced myself to slow down, to be present and be aware. During these 30 days, I also started therapy, began a running program, and signed up for a writing workshop so that I could finish my novel. I'm realizing now that this context of gratitude gave me the opportunity and the peace of mind to do everything else. If I hadn't started this morning routine, I know that I would have been too frantic, perhaps too worried about everything, to realize I needed all of these things. There's a cafe at the corner of my street. And every morning when I pass it on my run, I can see a line going out the door. There are tables on the sidewalk outside, and they are usually filled with people, mostly social distancing and wearing masks, giving me a sense of how popular this place must be, or must have been, without the threat of the coronavirus. Sometimes I imagine myself sitting at one of those tables, sipping a cup of tea, as I pretend to read a paper or a chapter. Meanwhile, really just people watching. Breathing in the morning air, listening to the chatter of folks walking by, smelling the yummy warmth of fresh baked bread. I imagined this same scenario this past weekend. Several times, in fact, as I jogged by this cafe. I'm pretty well known for my introverted tendencies, although I do a pretty good job of presenting as an extrovert. But even I'm getting tired of being at home all the time, and especially being at home in a new city unable to explore to my heart's content. As I wait, as we all wait for the time when we can sit at a table at a bustling cafe again. We have to remember to take care of ourselves. We have to figure out how to know that things are going to be okay. We have to retrain ourselves to sit in gratitude again. So that when that time comes, when it's time to sit at that cafe again, we can face that moment with an open heart. If you would like to take part in a 30-day gratitude challenge, I'm going to be starting another one on Monday, October 12th. I encourage you to use paper and pen or pencil if you can. I find that there's something very calming and healing about using your hands to write out each letter as it comes to you. You can follow along on Instagram at onbecomingeducated or on Facebook at the same handle. I will be sharing my gratitude list every day Let's do this together as we go into what I know will be a very stressful month. Thank you for listening. Make sure to subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts or the podcast listening platform of your choice to be notified when new episodes are up. If you would like to support this podcast, a rating and review would go a long way. Podcasts with ratings and reviews are more likely to be found by listeners. So I would very much appreciate it if you can take a few minutes to rate and review this podcast. If you would like to make a donation to help me run this podcast, you can do so at ko-fi.com onbecomingeducated. That's ko-fi.com slash onbecomingeducated. Every dollar helps. Follow me on Instagram at bypavu and the podcast at onbecomingeducated. Lastly, to access transcripts and submit listener questions, go to www.onbecomingeducated.com.